Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Nebraska women's basketball is held to a season low. That's just how it goes sometimes. Is they're held to a season low point totals. Number two, Ohio State. Gets an 80-47 to win last night in Columbus. Hey, they still have Sunday. They slipped to 16-9 overall, 8-6 in the Big Ten. They committed a season-high 30 turnovers against Ohio State's defense. And the Buckeyes turned it into 29 points. The Buckeyes 22-3 overall and 13-1 in the league. Alexis Markowski had 9 points, but she had 16 rebounds. Omaha basketball tonight against South Dakota. The women are in Vermilion, while the men are at Baxter for the final homestand of the season. 7 o'clock tip-off. Go to the game. This is a big weekend for the Mavericks. Big, 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 big weekend. They're uh, an 8.5-point favorite tonight. I'm a little surprised that the line is that large. That, now, that large? Now, South Dakota's had a rough year, yeah. and they're in last. Now, they have a lot of close losses. Uh, Omaha beat them on New Year's Eve. I was... Eight and a half seems a lot. Not that I, I don't think Omaha can win the game, um, but I was surprised that it was eight and a half. I, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that's probably the largest spread mm-hmm. for Omaha as a favorite against South Dakota since they've been in the Summit League. Nick, you think it's going to be a spirited crowd there? Or at least you said Saturday night. Saturday And you know this, Gary, better than I do. I mean, South Dakota State, that because of not only their Omaha alumni base here, mm-hmm. but if there is a game that a lot of Omaha – even sports fans, but even some of your more casual Omaha basketball fans want to attend. And it's not just because of the Mitch Hahn buzzer beater, one of the greatest moments at, at Baxter Arena. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's that, it's kind of been that gold standard in the Summit League. And I think fans oh, are, God, we, they need us. They're, yeah, they're, they're wise enough to, to be aware of that. But I think South That's Dakota usually fetches a pretty decent crowd too, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, they do. Um, it'll be good. Coach Eberhardt's back in town. I'm uh, nice. Yep. Uh, former right. assistant with yeah. uh, Coach Hanson. He's, yeah. he's his second year at South Dakota. Um, his wife Teresa and Emma, they still live in Papillion. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and Pat's up in uh, Vermilion, so he'll be back. Uh yeah, they they do. Not like South Dakota State, but yeah. he, but like Saturday night is one of those nights where there's gonna be a big crowd and you got Charlie Easley and, and Bill Kyle the third, mm-hmm. you know, playing for got some Metro, South Dakota yeah. State. Um and and, and, it's a night and, and they always have a big alumni yeah. event. Yeah, weather's gonna be good this when weekend. When you when you get to the point of there are more Omaha fans than South Dakota State fans, that's a good thing. But they also have alumni night, so there'll be a lot of former yeah. Omaha basketball players. It's Military Appreciation Night. It's it's a huge weekend for mm-hmm. Omaha in a league where who knows who's gonna win. South Dakota State's in first, but I can make a case that Omaha is gonna win three games in Sioux Falls and go to the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, and people would be like, oh, "Okay, I believe you." Yeah. yeah. Or you could say, "Ah, they're gonna go one and done," and you'd say. Okay, I believe you. I mean, it's that's, the team that gets on a heater at the right well, time and, and, is going to end up winning. And, and yeah. again, this is where, I, this is where I, I, I lean on you on this more so, but just kind of every Thursday I will look at that scoreboard of the, in the Summit League and I'm like, okay, there's like a, a, a team will have a good week. Then the following week, they'll have a bad week. And then they'll have a good week. And so Wait, it's are you just, talking about Nebraska basketball? Well, that, that's just like how it's been in the Summit League where – it just kind of depends on the night and the week itself. Like South Dakota State, I'll give them credit. They've been less erratic. I don't know if that's the, yeah. the, the way to the best way to say it, but every other team in the Summit League has just been so erratic that it. From this standpoint, when you're trying to jockey for position, it makes like tonight 
And Saturday, even that much more exciting because you have no idea. When you say that, I hear really good basketball this weekend, and then I hear really good basketball at the conference tournament. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, After just one season, the 49ers are firing Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan put out a statement, said this morning, I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties for saying that I should run the ball more in Super Bowls because I would then have three rings instead of zero. Okay, I made the last part up. Anyway, so they should have hired Steve Spagnuolo, but guess what? You're not going to be able to. If they want to win Super Bowls, you can't beat having Spags because the Chiefs are signing the other MVP of their team to a contract extension. That might be their biggest uh, offseason move. Spags guided the Chiefs to the second-best scoring defense in the regular season, but in the playoffs it was another story as they won their eighth straight AFC West championship. They allowed an average of 17 points per game. In Spags, they trust indeed. In professional tackle basketball last night, a weird story, Pistons center Isaiah Stewart, remember the Pistons are having just a fantastic season, he was arrested for assault Wednesday for punching Sun center Drew Eubanks at the arena hours before the teams played. This is against the rules. Phoenix police said Stewart was issued a citation and released. Stewart was already listed as out for the game because of a sprained left ankle. He added being arrested to that. Eubanks had six points and eight rebounds in 18 minutes in the Suns' 116-100 victory. They're playing better. Eubanks said before the game that the altercation happened as he was coming into the arena. He said an argument started and they were chest to chest before Stewart threw the punch. Security intervened and Eubanks said he was fine for the game, though police said he suffered a minor injury. What's the backstory here? That's what I want to know, and it I didn't see anything. I remember Shaq and Greg Ostertag many years ago, oh. but this is not that. Is there a woman involved? It usually so, is. Yeah, that's that's usually a safe assumption. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably fighting over a groupie or you know. Yeah. Uh, so got to end this on more positive NBA news because I think this is. I mean, people should talk about. Speaking of Joey, Peyton Pritchard scores twenty eight points. The Celtics beat the Nets 136-86 to last night to become just the third team in league history to post multiple 50-point wins in a season. The victory also is Joe Mazzulla's 100th head coach. Remember, Jeff Van Gundy's a consultant now, and he's made an impact on the team. Derek White had 27. Jason Tatum had 29 assists, 7 rebounds. As the Celtics beat the Nets on back-to-back nights, and Boston is now an NBA best 43-12. They were 57-25 and last year. So they are, I don't know, they might be the team to beat, especially now that Embiid is out for a while and he is now officially not eligible for the MVP award, though we're going to find out that he probably is the MVP because the time that he's out. Uh, So the Contreras, by the way, are leading off the uh, Today Show um, after the tragedy in Kansas City yesterday. Uh, the, The situation in San Francisco. So Steve Wilkes is the league scapegoat. And they're on their fourth defensive coordinator in four years. The previous two went from San Francisco to head coaching jobs with the Jets and also the Texans. So Kyle Shanahan used his get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm. Now the pressure is on him. Mm -hmm. As long as he's not facing Andy Reid or a coach that pays attention to details, Mm -hmm. he might have a shot. (laughs) Um, There's part of me that says this is not a scapegoat move because – they were not consistently as good as they should have been defensively. Yeah. And, Even in the playoffs. And then you had Chase Young. You remember his loafing mm-hmm. in the playoffs? But then he got challenged. Now, here's another thing. So there's Nick Bosa said we are not ready for the read option. Uh, Kansas City really doesn't run the read option. So I'm not surprised that you're not prepared. You also remember Shanahan didn't take a timeout because he didn't like the cover zero call in mm-hmm. overtime. Yep. Uh, I, I think this was 
they were going to make this move regardless if they made it to the Super Bowl or not. It just looks different when you lose in the Super Bowl and you get rid of your defensive coordinator because they were not as good as they should have been throughout the entire season. They're lucky. I'm going to I'm gonna throw this. I want to throw this theory out there and see if you guys can entertain it at all. Okay, so you you remember when Steve Wilkes essentially challenged his defensive line, but. Well, let me take that back. I thought, and I think a lot of us thought, he was challenging his defensive line. He was talking about how they needed to be better there, especially during the playoffs. They were they just weren't up to the standard of, of what that group should be. Then you look in the Super Bowl, and the defensive line as a whole played a lot better. A lot better. And so you're thinking, okay, hey, there's a challenge. It was, rece- it was accepted. Message received. Was that was that Steve Wilkes being a little more harsh on himself? Was that Steve Wilkes kind of saying that's on me, as opposed to that's on these guys, and maybe being overly critical of himself to the point that maybe he already saw something coming, that he already kind of knew going into the playoffs that maybe this relationship, maybe it was more of a fit between he and Kyle Shanahan. And he had no problem maybe taking some of the ownership of maybe things that Kyle Shanahan had brought up to him previously, and he was kind of airing that yeah, out as opposed yeah. to as opposed to challenging his guys. No, which see, see, I don't think their defensive line like was dominating. They in, weren't in the, in the Super Bowl. I don't I don't believe that. I, I thought um, they, they were, were better though than they were in the NFC Championship. Put you this game. way: Do you imagine yeah. what Spags could do with that defense? I I mean, I've always thought yeah. very highly of him, and he's made yeah, such a difference in Kansas I think there's City. Also, I think there's also something when you when you look at coordinators is what is the relationship like with the head coach? Like does their head coach who is an offensive guy dabbles in defense way too much? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I think you have to look inside of that whole relationship. I think this was not a good fit from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you had to play, you had to replace D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. great defensive coordinator. Yeah. His, his team, his defensive guys loved him. Odd situation for Steve Wilkes to come in and it just throughout the year, they were not, consistently like they should have been. I'm telling you, I can't get out of my head the loafing by Chase Young against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I, I, In a playoff that, game. That's, I don't know. But I don't know. I think this was coming. It just, we're in the Super Bowl, and you lose in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we were up, you know, up double figures, and you know, I wasn't the one that chose to, mm-hmm. you know, get the ball first in overtime. It just, it's, it's Kyle Shanahan, man. When you get squeezed... You find out the true identity of somebody, especially as a coach. And he's gotten squeezed, and we'll see how he reacts. Will Kyle Shanahan make it back to the Super Bowl? And if he does make it back to the Super Bowl, is it with the Niners? That's a good point. That is they, they've, good got a, they've, got a, they've got a transition now. You know, they got some guys that need to be paid. Mm-hmm. They paid they paid Boza, and rightfully so. You know, Purdy's still on the rookie contract. What do you do with Debo? What do you do with Ayuk? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think that they they got beat by a better coaching staff. Yeah. When I look at just just add up Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk's numbers in the receiving game. Oh. Was it eight catches, 65 yards? I, I, and I don't in even. In the Super Bowl? Unacceptable. Did, when, I, I'm trying to remember when Kittle's first catch even happened. Uh, it, was, it was in the second half. I think it was after Usher, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> So let me ask you this, though, because if I'm hearing you correctly, you think there could have been something with that relationship, too. I believe that. I just don't think they were. That that should have been a, 
they were good in points. They just were not consistent enough defensively. Yeah, and so I'm I'm jiving with that, and and this got, and that's why I bring up what he said. I mean, the guy lost Greenlaw. I mean, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Kansas City attacked the hole that Greenlaw left. Yep, they knew. I just, I, it, it it it. This was probably going to happen. If maybe if you win the Super Bowl, you're like, okay, we can ride it out for one more year. Right. But the timing of losing in the Super Bowl the way you did, and it's not necessarily all Steve Wilkes' defense that cost you. Yeah. With some of your decision making on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. I just I, I think this was this was gonna happen. And that's that's why I bring up what he said. I think in nine out of ten circumstances when you hear a coordinator or even a head coach be a little more critical of a certain area of one side of the football or an entire side of the football, you think, hey, challenging his dudes, see if they respond. I I just now seeing what happened, I do wonder if this was a lot of the criticism that he was getting or a lot of the back and forth he was having with Shanahan and he was maybe as a little bit more of the airing of the frustrations that he was having as opposed to trying to light a fire in his guy's ass. That's, I don't know. I could be way off on that. But now I kind of look at that that interaction a little differently now than what I did at the time. Uh, all right. Uh, we are off to the NFL offseason. Uh, Andrew says Wilkes almost got fired mid-season. They'll have an interesting offseason. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not I, you don't tear down the Niners, but they've they've got to make some decisions on their roster on on key guys that need to be paid. But I mean, that I, I, hey, only so hey, big. I'll I'll go into any year if I got Boza on the other side mm-hmm. and I got CMC in the backfield. You know, Trent Williams is getting up there in age. I yep. I, they might have they might not have a Brock Purdy problem. They might have a Kyle Shanahan problem. When it comes to games where you're going to be schemed against, mm-hmm. Mike's available because Kyle Shanahan is a bright offensive mind, and there's things they do that you go, dang. Mm-hmm. But when you are up against like talent or better talent, what oh, is she- your X factor? And oh. I don't know that Shanahan uh, has that. Uh, back to the uh, discussion about Chris Holtman leaving Ohio State. Uh, Iowa JD says I'm hearing Fran McCaffrey die. <laughs> One day he's going to hit and get it right. I, you know what? There, I, I just I, I hope this this happens. And I know Iowa JD doesn't care where he goes. I just hope that this happens at some point he where, care, he cares where he cares that puts, he doesn't coach at yes, Iowa City exactly. Anymore. Where he put where he puts out uh, any job he cares opening he goes somewhere that J- Iowa JD tries to connect Fran to for obvious reasons that uh, it ends up happening and and Iowa JD will. I don't know if he's a cigar smoker or not, but he'll light a cigar up and he'll just sit back and have a big smile on his face. That was I, a, I, I wish that for our that, our, that was our a, good friend Iowa JD. That was a collapse by Iowa. Yep, twice uh, now against because they team. went they went from what up up ten to losing by twelve. Yep, their offense all of a sudden last about seven eight minutes of that game, they were so stagnant offensively because they had they had played well offensively up to that point, but I don't know I, they're. They're not going to the NCAA tournament. They have Wisconsin Saturday. Mm-hmm. Getting squeezed pretty hard. That'll be an intense game. I think we're going to be on uh, Fran watch. Def, that- DEFCON 5 for Fran McCaffrey <laughs> on Saturday against Wisconsin. It's 5 for doing the game? Yes. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to uh, check into that. <laughs> All right, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, some of the discussion yesterday about the NHL uh, to Omaha, which takes a – Backseat to the other big announcement yesterday uh, out in uh, Gretna. Buy some land out there. Yeah, no kidding. I was talking to somebody who uh, two years ago bought a house not very far from the outlet malls mm-hmm. off of 80. 
I was like, man, you're there's some you're, value in that home. Your your value is about yeah. to go up. And he goes, you know what? I thought about that when I <laughs> I said no, you didn't. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Scrooge McDuck. That's why. That's why I purchased the property. All right, seven eighteen. There's uh, Nick, Jimmy. I'm Gary. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on sixteen twenty. The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.